this evening we're going to go straight into God's word as we continue on as we continue on a line of exhortation which we started on Sunday where God was leading us aright to lead us to the point where we understand and to remind us the power behind a grateful heart or the power behind thanksgiving. Amen. This evening we're going to continue and this evening we're going to very much look forward to what we call the power of thanksgiving this evening as um, very much in line with what we started on Sunday, which we considered the wholeness of thanksgiving. Uh, it is a midweek interactive service, so I'm just going to give time for those who want to also share experiences or the other. I've loved one or two people to have given us a recap, but I'm going to do that very quickly for the sake of those who were not in church on Sunday, and I'm going to open the microphone for as many who want to give us um, a leading to one or two uh, of the topic that um, subtopic rather that blessed them or resonated with them we're going to open that for uh, us to share so that we know that we are very much in the same page but just before we do that let me just have a very quick um, not more than five to seven minutes recap so that we have a very clear idea what we talked about on Sunday before we go or delve into uh, the continuation just to give us uh, um, an insight to the power behind having a thankful heart or the power uh, of thanksgiving. Amen. Now, on Sunday, we considered a, a, a story in the scripture, which was in Luke chapter 17, I think from verse 11 to 19. And it was a very known story, which was the story of the 10 lepers. Is that correct? Is that correct? So we looked at the story of the 10 lepers and we considered one person in particular, which was the leper that returned to give thanks to God. Was that correct? And there was something that happened to that person, which gave us indication or clarity that this itself is what happens all across um, our daily lives, which is also very scriptural. And we discover that the leper returned for one reason, and that purpose was to do what? Was to give thanks. And we were able to establish really, because Jesus said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And we all know that the priest, as a matter of fact, are always in the temple. So we very much uh, understood that this other nine leper or the ten leper went to show themselves to the priest, which means they went to church, they gave um, um, they gave a testimony about what happened, and possibly gave thanks. And one of them returned to Jesus, and were able to establish that he did not return to Jesus, particularly that Jesus was God by himself, but returned to Jesus because he was a man that had influence or a part to play in his story or in his testimony. And we establish the need for us as believers to understand that there is always room for us to return back to whoever God may have raised as a destiny helper, God may have raised as an instrument to bless us, to remember to go back to such a person to be grateful or to show a heart of gratitude. Amen. And we also let us know that we establish the very fact that we don't actually need to wait for a reason to be thankful, but to always find reasons to be thankful. Praise the name of the Lord. And there were three things we considered on Sunday. Can anyone remind us of the three things we considered on Sunday? Anyone? If you have to go through your notes, which is also allowed. Yes, ma. Let's have the microphone. I'm going to explain the three and I'm going to give room very quickly for anybody to explain or to give us um, any of them that really resonated to you so that we encourage ourselves just before we go into what we have today. Um, if you want to go by the three, fine. If you just want to mention one. Just to mention, I'll explain, then I'll come back to us as the case may be. That thanksgiving is act of number one. That thanksgiving is an act of faith. Actually, that was the number number three. Good. Yes. Say there's honest in thanksgiving. 
Okay, we also had another one. There is wholeness in what? In thanksgiving. That we must raise an altar of um, thanksgiving. Number two, we must raise an altar of thanksgiving. Pray. Let's appreciate her. Let's appreciate her very well. Okay, I wanted to explain, but I think the atmosphere is already up. Does anyone want to explain any of the three, any of them that really resonated to you as a person? Number one, we established that there was, there is a wholeness in thanksgiving. Secondly, we, we, we explained that we must be deliberate, which is what we meant by we must raise an altar of thanksgiving. And number three, we also established that um, thanksgiving is an act of faith. Can we agree that these were the three things we touched on? Okay, does anyone, if there is any of these three points that really resonated to you and you just want to explain it to us, the mic is open. Do we have such a person? Any of these three that really resonated to you, maybe you will spare me going all through that. Anybody? Yes, we have one hand up. We have another hand up. I just want to see if we have three people or more than three people. Any other person? Or do you want us to start with these two and then you continue? Okay, let me start this. Number one was there is wholeness in thanksgiving. That was number one, right? Number two was we must raise an altar of thanksgiving. And the third one was what? That thanksgiving is an act of faith. Which one do you want to talk about? Number two. Number two. All right. Which one, Ma, do you want to talk about? Number three. Okay. So number two is taken. Number three. Does anyone want to talk about number one? Or if you also want to talk about number two or number three, it's very much allowed. You're smiling. Do you want to talk about anyone? Number, number three. Okay, so you also want to talk about number three. Now, this is very important because we love it that when we, a message is preached, we want to have a sense of feedback that we also had something we took away with. And sometimes when a message is preached, let's be clear here, you, it, all of them may not resonate as much as a particular one. That is why we encourage that you run with the one that resonates with you because therein may just lie your blessing. So you want to talk about number two. Okay, go ahead. Number two spoke about raising an altar of thanksgiving. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, so it resonated in my mind because when I heard that you need to be deliberate. Can we hear her? Can we have volume? Hello? Yes. Okay. When I learned that we need to be deliberate in giving thanksgiving, the same way that we asked for something should be the same way that we intentionally go back to go and give thanks. That's correct. I remember there was a story that uh, was told that day talking about how... You asked for a favor and you went back the same way you asked for it the first time. It was so intentional. It wasn't so coincidental that you met the person on the way and just said, thank you. Because before now, once you receive something, you feel, once you see the person, you can just say thank you casually and you yeah, go. But exactly. that day, I realized that when something is being done, I should be intentional in going back. The same way that I asked for that favor or the same way I asked for that thing before it was done, I should go back and do it the same way. Also, we're talking about if you're praying for something in your closet and somebody enters and you say, no, for the next one hour, I need this thing and I need it. And when God does it, we just go back and we say, thank you, Jesus, for doing it. We don't go back to that one hour prayer that we did when we were asking for it. We don't pray as much as we ask for something. We don't pray as much to give thanks even to God. So I felt that after then, I need to be, even be more thankful than asking for anything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Please, let's help me celebrate her. Amen. Now, she, she iterated the very fact, the two points she treated there, which were basically stories we used to highlight what God was saying. And you, um, just like what she said, sometimes we spend a good amount of time asking God and being deliberate about um, asking God for one or two things in our lives. But when God does it for us, you know, it's more like it was your job after all. 
Even our biological parents, our spouses, there are times where we are not really thankful as much as we should. You know, we now make it so casual, the person doesn't really feel very well appreciated. Now, paint this at the back of your mind, the same way you feel a little bit downcast when you do someone a favor and the person doesn't show much of appreciation. Just think of the same way. God, the Bible says, even Jesus understands our, our, our disposition. So God also understands that. He gets to the point where he understands that you are going to receive and never return. So what that raising altar was saying that we must always be very deliberate even in the path of giving thanks to God. We are very deliberate in prayer, but not deliberate in being thankful. Whether to men or whether to God. Sometimes someone does something very favorable and all you just do is just to, you know, casually be thankful to the person. And there is a Yoruba adage that said, who is thankful today will do what? Will receive tomorrow. Why? Because if you are thankful, the person's heart is open to giving. And let's take advantage of this. The reality of life as we speak now is that there are so many unthankful people in the world. And if you become one of the thankful person, truly, truly speaking, you will find that you will receive favor like you've never received before. You will just receive favor. You wonder why the person likes you more. The reason is simple because he is not. He has found. He, he has not found so many people like you and I who have become thankful. One more time, let's celebrate her for such a wonderful contribution. Really nails it. Uh, really put the nail on the head about what we spoke about. Amen. All right, let's have the mic um, to our sister. You wanted to speak about points. Number three, I believe. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says um, faith is um, substance of things hopeful and evidence of things not seen. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Now, you know, most times we believe that until when we pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, that, that that's the only time that we can receive from God. But after Sunday, I realized that you can actually get to God by thanking him in advance of what, for what he has not done, and which is faith. Exactly. exactly, that you can be thankful in advance. The Father, I thank you for, I believe that you are going to, or I thank you for this that you are going to do, and that is faith. And now that I know that by so doing, you can get what you want from God, so I believe that faith, by, by thanking God, it can strengthen your faith and you can as well get whatever you are believing God for through thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Please let's have celebrate her one more time. You know, if multimedia will help us in John chapter 6 verse 11, Oftentimes, you will see even the stories of Jesus where Jesus had to do some miracle. Let's take time and study them. You'll find out that in most cases, even in the case of Lazarus, the Bible says he was faced with a death situation. In the case of the five loaves of bread, he was faced with a difficult situation. And this is what the Bible says. In both cases, the Bible says, and Jesus gave thanks. He did not say Jesus came to pray. Sometimes in your closet you may pray, which is very good. We very much encourage that. But in difficult situations, when the enemy reveals the impossibility in your face, you know, in not all situations where the enemy comes at you, you may have time to pray again. But that attitude of thanksgiving, and the Bible says, when you give thanks, the scripture says, I think in Thessalonians, it says, in all things give thanks, with prayer and thanksgiving. He says, let your request be made known to God. Then he says, then the God of all peace. So sometimes if you want to experience peace truly, you just have to be thankful. And so like we said, like we read, the Bible says in the case of Jesus, and Bible says, and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, then he did what? He began to distribute. Faith and thanksgiving rather like we said, we discovered on Sunday that it's also an act of praise, an act of faith. And so we said to ourselves, let's not discard the very fact that when you are thankful, 
that you are not exercising faith. Thanksgiving is an act of faith. The more you thank God, the more you find out that you become restful. It opens your mind to see even opportunities and possibilities that you had not seen before now. One more time, let's celebrate her for such a wonderful contribution. Now, these are very good feedback to just give us an idea that we are already acting the word and acting what we are learned. Amen. We had one more hand raised. Was it your hand? Okay, let's have her own contribution as well. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, um, on Sunday when you spoke about Thanksgiving being an act of faith, I, really, I'm not so sure I'm hearing her oh, very well. It really struck a chord because most of the time we think that we should thank God for things we can't see. Yeah. Let's say we ask God for maybe a car. When he gives us the car, we say thank you. Yeah. But thanking God for my heart, for something that we ask for and we've not seen, shows that we have no doubt in our heart that God is going to do it, Great. which is an act of faith. Yes. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Please let's help celebrate her as well. Amen. Do we have any other contribution? Any other contribution? Any other person wants to speak about the three points? Okay, if we don't have, then we'll just move on to what we need to do today. But just before um, I move on, just to iterate what she just said, um, like we always know, um, it's always a, the case where we are being thankful for what we receive. Not knowing that really, like we read in Thessalonians, when the Bible said that in everything give thanks. There's something I explained as I think First Thessalonians 5, where the Bible says, In all things give thanks, for this is the will of what? Of God for you. There was an explanation. Can anybody help us with that? In everything, give thanks, which we already thought that it means in whether good or bad, we should give thanks, which is good. But we're able to establish that the whole idea is to have a thankful heart. Bible says, in all things, give thanks. In how many things? In all things. He now said, giving thanks is the will of who? Okay, it's up there. He says, for this is the will of who? Of God. So the will of God is for us to do what? In how many things? Did he specify? So all things that will happen to you, maybe everything that may happen to you may be good. Is that not possible? And he said, if that is your lot, you should do what? Give thanks. If another case is the case where you find yourself in difficult situation, the Bible says we should still do what? We should still what? Give thanks. Now, before I go on, I need to draw multimedia. Please help us. Job chapter 1 verse 20. This is one story that really shocked me. Now, if you read the account of Job. Now, one of the things that Job will always do, the Bible records that every year, I think every year, correct me, that Job will gather all his household. He will gather all his household and they will have a feast, just like having a Thanksgiving feast and they will be thankful and Job will then pray for his household and pray that God will forgive them. You know, this yearly meeting that he has just to be thankful. But the Bible talks about when Job had this uh, very difficult season in his life where he had back-to-back -back bad news. And the Bible says in verse 20, now the Bible says when Job had received all this terrible news, this was what Job did. If you can backtrack to verse 19, backtrack to verse 19. Sorry for that. Um, Job 1, 19. Now, Bible says, and suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they were dead and this was the person that came and he says, and I alone had escaped to tell you this. So there were so many people that came, I think four servants in all that came to give Job very terrible news. But in verse 20, let's look at the attitude that Job had when he received this news. We're not praying for any, but we're trying to let us know that this thing that Job did is not because he felt like there are some things you must train yourself over time. The Bible says, and Job arose. And did what? 
and tore his robe. Now, if something ill happened, it is natural that you'll be angry. It is natural that you'll be sad. You will tear your robe. We very much welcome that because it's just natural. You can't contain the tears that come sometimes. The Bible says, and Job tore his clothes and shaved his head. And please read with me. What's the next thing he did? He fell to the ground and did what? And worshipped. He fell to the ground and did what? And worship. And worship can come in any form. And we know worship, we've learned worship is a form where you offer sacrifices. Worship can be a form of thanksgiving. But in all, the Bible says, and he fell to the ground and worship. Give us verse 21. What did he worship and what did he say? And he says, he came to the point where he submitted to the sovereignty of God. He says, truly I know I've been struck. Truly I have come to the point where I will not complain. And he says, naked came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return. He says, the Lord gives, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. And what did he say next? He says, blessed be the name of the Lord. Please, let, let's be sincere. Is this an easy thing to say? Absolutely not. But we, if, you, if we come to the point where our heart, we come to form an attitude of thanksgiving. Truly, this is the point where we'll come, where we'll be thankful, where we'll come to the point where you will still worship and say to the Lord, I acknowledge this have come, but I acknowledge that this have come because you allowed it. And the Bible says, and they worship the Lord. And it says, blessed be the name of the Lord. We have seen people who things have happened to and they have caused such a day. Have we we've not heard of it, right? We cause a day because something evil happened to us. And because we're angry. Such people may be angry, but the Bible says, but Job came to the point where he blessed both the Lord and blessed both the day. And we can tell at the end, we are not strange to the news or to how his story ended. And as we continue to uh, cultivate a heartbeat of being thankful, the reality is God will always visit us and will visit us in due season in the mighty name of Jesus. I said the Lord will visit us in the mighty name of Jesus. So having learned that truly the, the, we, what we established was to first give us an impression that there is a wholeness that will come after we have given thanks. But we didn't spend so much time talking about what we stand to gain in the place of thanksgiving and all the rest. We're going to just touch on that quickly and just before we... We're just going to touch on that quickly as it is the bane of what we're going to look at this morning. Amen. I say amen. So, number one, we're going to, three things we're going to consider today very quickly, which we have dealt with. Uh, one of them is the wholeness that comes with thanksgiving. I think I mentioned it on Sunday that we're going to look at the things that thanksgiving or having a grateful heart can bring. And number one, we're going to look at preservation. Number two, we're going to look at multiplication. We're going to have subheaders in it. And number three was the perfection or wholeness, which was what we looked at on Sunday. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Multimedia, please help us. If, uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Philippians 4 verse 6 all the way to verse 7. Philippians 4 verse 6 to verse 7. Now, please let me read this very clearly to your ear, to your hearing. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer so what are the things we should do? So he says, don't be anxious, but there are things you should do. Number one, by what? Number two? Number three? Now, let me, let's hold it there. Let's read to the end first. But with prayer and supplication, go on. With thanksgiving, let your request be known, known to God. Now, read carefully. Let's just take away the English out of it. He says... No, let's go back. He said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. What did he say? By what? Go on. By what? Now, help me. Let me put you to a test quickly. He says, let your request be known, be made known unto God. So, don't be anxious, but let your prayer be made known to God. 
How did he say we should make our prayer be made known to God? How many ways from this scripture? How many ways? How many ways? If you say three ways, let me see your hands up. If you say three ways, let me see your hands up. Be bold if you say three ways. Three ways. If it's not three ways, let me see your hands up. If it is not three ways. Two ways. Somebody say two ways. Somebody say three ways. So if you say three ways, can you give me the three ways? Number one, prayer. Number two, number three, thanksgiving. Now, if you said two ways, can you give us the two ways? The person that said two ways, can you give her mic? Let us tell us the two ways. Now, we said with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Now, give us the two ways. Prayer and supplication is one. And with thanksgiving is the second one. Okay, so she said prayer and supplication is one. Then the second one is thanksgiving. Any other person? Calm down. Calm down. You said three ways before. Are you changing mouth? Who said anybody with two ways? If you don't think it's three ways, if you think it's two ways. Pastor Steve, can you help us? Do you want to say something? Okay, somebody say one way. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think prayer can be divided into three. No, no, don't ways. divide here. Don't divide. You, you have prayer of intercession, supplication, and thanksgiving. They are still prayer. They are all prayers. Okay, prayer. So, okay, you are saying supplication is a kind of prayer. Yeah, intercession is a kind of prayer. Okay. Thanksgiving is a, kind, a kind of prayer. Of, so how many ways? So let's say it's one way. One way. <laughs> you said one way. Can you give us your way? How many ways? Just one way. So thanksgiving. Any other person? Now, this is important because I just want us to understand it. Sir? Okay, so does anybody have any other way? Now, let me, let me, let me, let's, let's make it simple. If we say, I need you to, I need you to bring a bottle of water. I need you to bring a bottle of water and then I need to bring a bottle of juice, right? So, I need you to bring it in a tray bring it in a tray. You know, you can bring those with your hands and you can bring it with a tray. Is that correct? Now, let's, let's, let's read it carefully. He says, in everything in prayer and supplication. If you want to make your request known, make it known in what? In prayer and make it known in what? In supplication. Now, listen, he said, with thanksgiving. If you are coming without prayer, don't come with prayer alone. Come with what? Thanksgiving. If you want to come through supplication, don't come through supplication alone. Come with what? Thanksgiving. So whether you want to come through prayer is allowed, but come with what? Thanksgiving. If you want to come through supplication, it's permitted, but you must come with what? With thanksgiving. So whichever way you want to make your request known to God, what is one thing that must not be missing? Thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. If you are thankful, just give God praise in the house this evening. So now this is very important. Because you can pray for 10 hours, you can pray, and all you have more of, you just come out with more of burden. And he says, if you have to come with prayer, please come with prayer, but let that prayer be garnished with what? With thanksgiving. Now, have you ever tried to reply a text message before? And then you type that text message and type that text message and you forget to click the send button. Have you, has it ever, ever happened to anyone? Now, please help me. Would that message be delivered? Did you type the message? Did you spend time to compose the message very well? You spent time, you removed the comma, you, you, you edited, and then you did not click send. Not because you, you didn't want to, but you did what? You forgot to click the send button. Will that message be delivered? Will the person receive the message? But did you pray? Sorry, did you compose the message? Did you type the message? Maybe it was a message of prayer. Maybe it was a message of supplication. Did you do the, 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 the packaging of the message? Was it sent? Was it sent? Now, for all you have done, you have prayed like 
typing a text message. You have made supplication like typing a, a text message. The send button, please do notice that the send button is the same thing as the what? The thanksgiving. So the moment you bring thanksgiving into it, that is the moment you have clicked what? The send button. So please let's have this because this will help us in the place of prayer. If you pray all you can, just have this at the back of your mind that we must wrap it with what? With thanksgiving. The moment you wrap it with thanksgiving is the same thing as your message has been sent. Even when we were young, they used to teach us when you pray, always give thanks. You know, we did not know what it meant. But in reality, God says with thanksgiving. Just wrap that prayer with what? With thanksgiving. As you send it, then I will receive it. So for every prayer you pray, just remember to click the send button and that send button is what? Thanksgiving. Please, one more time, let's just celebrate God in our hearts. The name of the Lord be praised. Amen. Now quickly, let's look at what the, the, the things we stand, the benefits we stand to get when we give thanks. We're just going to quickly look at the benefits we stand to get whilst giving thanks. Now, I want to, I have about five points here that I'm going to share with us quickly. But just before I share that, can, let's just have a, a very interactive session. Can anyone give us what you think can be a benefit that you derive when you raise an attitude of being grateful to God. Anybody, just help us what you stand to get when you raise an attitude of thanksgiving before God. What can, benef- what can um, definitely come when you are thankful to anyone? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody, please help me here. If what you can benefit if you are thankful before God. Okay, let's have the microphone, please. All right. So I believe one of the things you can get if you are thankful is you not just get what you need, but you, you can get more than what you need. You get more than what you need. Please let's appreciate him very quickly. Now, please put this down because that is one of the points that I have here. The reason why I want us to share first is because it, it, it gives me the impression that your minds are already open. Now, number one, Thanksgiving qualifies you for another favor. Thanksgiving qualifies you for another act of favor. Thanksgiving qualifies you for another act of favor. Amen. Now, let me share a story of, of what I heard some times back. Now, how many of us agree that if, let's, let's just open our heart to this. If somebody comes to thank you for something, is that tendency you will do another one? Is that tendency you do another one? Now, what makes us think that God would think otherwise? Now, there's a story I know very well. This is not a story that somebody told me. So, a friend puts a call through to another friend who he has not seen for many years. Now, this happened some many years back, about 10 years back. So, a friend puts a call through to his friend who he had not seen for a long time. And then he told a friend that um, it was an emergency call, rather. So he told a friend that he really need money because his wife was already in the hospital and about to go through an operation. And so he did not have any money. He has spent a lot of money along the way. And he said he did not have any money at all. So he begged the friend to please do him a favor. And so the friend told him he, he was actually on transit. And so much later he returned the call and he explained why he was calling. And the friend was very moved emotionally and all the rest. And so he asked him for how much he needed. And he said he needed 130,000 naira, and that was going to come, um, um, cover all the hospital bill, the operation and all the rest. So immediately this fellow sent all the amount because he was moved with passion. He was a friend he has not seen or heard from for a very long time. And um, he sent the whole money that covers all the bill and then the child was given birth to and everything was fine. He sent back notification that oh the child, he gave birth to a child and everybody glorified God and they went their way. I think um, a week later um, he, he texted this friend and said oh my wife gave birth and today or 
maybe tomorrow, I, I can't remember, it's going to be the naming ceremony. Whether it was a naming ceremony or a dedication, I can't really place. And so he invited this friend, and the friend said to himself, well, I've not seen this baby when, since the baby was born. It would be a good time to meet my friend and also get to meet the child. And so that is why we, we learned on Sunday that sometimes we must, or not sometimes, we must, as a matter of fact, learn to be deliberate about giving thanks. You know, we, we make light of these things, but it can rob us of favor that we may have to receive going forward. And so the true story that I learned was that this friend decided to, you know, pay a visit. And so he appeared and he went like every other person and he visitors were everywhere so he took his seat sat somewhere and then you know food were being served and all the rest and the story i heard was for some reason the food didn't go around and all the rest so the mother this friend and his wife were going greeting people like um couples we always do we're greeting people greeting visitors and then he got to the point of this person that helped him to pay all his hospital bills and then he thanked the friend and truly he thanked the friend like every other person that was coming to that for that occasion now please help me here if you have to to thank that person will you thank the is it natural that you should thank the person a little bit differently is it natural and he thanked the person like every other person and introduced his wife to the person and never recall what he did to the person and all the rest. And then he went forward to other people and that was the last he greeted that person in that meeting. And the friend said to, to uh, the friend who shared the story said he felt very, very bad and felt very, very insulted. Now, let me be, let's be, let's be factual here. If you are in his shoes, will you really, will you feel bad or not? Will you feel bad or not? At least he, what the friend expected, not that he went for that occasion to be recognized, but he expected to be, you know, no reward, as in not reward really, no recalling of what was done to be thankful and all the rest. And immediately the friend said, this fellow left that place and he left and never returned. He never had any opportunity to eat or anything, but he felt the friend he helped could have at least given him, you know, audience a little bit more than he did at that point. Now, this may look ordinary, like everyday thing, but that is what we rob ourselves of sometimes when we do not become deliberate in whatever we do. And now, what we are trying to say here is sometimes, let's be factual here, sometimes you may try as much as possible to be deliberate for someone who has shown you favor or the rest. Now, and that is why in cases where we have people who gather for occasions or all the rest, you hear people who give accolades for some reason to individuals who possibly were influential to the success of maybe that occasion or somehow to the success of that whole gathering. And that reason being the very fact that it helps or stimulate someone to have very good reason or show an aspect of appreciation that may open door for more acts of kindness. Praise the Lord. Amen. So what we've learned so far, what we've said so far is sometimes we must understand that a grateful heart will always, always open door for another act of kindness. Praise the name of the Lord. You have a question, you want to say something. Please, let's give her the microphone. But again, sometimes we feel I've said thank you to her or I've said thank you to him. So what do you, what more do you expect from, from me? I just want you to throw more light to that because I don't know why I don't know if it's the, because most times you hear people say that, what's that now? She be, why is he upset or why is her, why is she upset? I saw her or I called her to say thank you. I feel that should be enough. I don't know if you are getting No, come my, again. I, I think I'm. I said that I would like you to throw more lights on okay. this. It's like, what I'm saying is a question and at the same time, I don't know if it's, what I'm saying is, most times, most times, when um, somebody, maybe somebody gave us something or helped us or won, in one way or the other, and you just feel like, oh, you've called the person to say thank you. 
So what else does he want? Or what else does she want? I've said thank you. Mm-hmm. And like you said, some people get offended because they feel what you should thank them specially uh-huh. and show a bit of appreciation and all that. So if you don't do that, they feel offended and all that. And you, the person that's supposed to be saying thank you too, feel, sometimes you feel what's that? I have said thank you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you have, that I have said thank you. Thank you, you. okay. Do you understand? Exactly what says do you want. You helped me yesterday. You understand what I'm saying? And I saw you or I called you to say thank you. You understand? Then maybe me, I'm feeling you didn't thank didn't really oh, okay. thank me enough. Enough, okay. Do you understand? Okay. Now so yes, who exactly? Because you are feeling why should I, I have said thank you? That should be enough. I'm feeling it's not enough. Enough. Because for instance, I'm always having these issues with my kids. You understand what I'm saying? I will tell them, even if I even if your school fees is being paid, you need to you have said thank you, or if your pay allowance or anything, you yes, you have said thank you. I expect you to call me the next day and tell me thank you for yesterday. <laughs> Do you understand? And and I tell them that there's something in Yoruba that not even thank you for yesterday. Now you have said thank you for yesterday. But if we have any other opportunity to see, I'm expecting you to say as in, I don't know how to translate that. Thank you for the other day. Other day. Praise the Lord. Let's appreciate her. Amen. Okay, I see two hands are up, right? Okay, let's, oh, three hands. Okay, let's have her, then we'll have, then we'll come to you. Do we have another? Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think uh, what she was talking about, me, I feel it's been intentional about giving thanks. It speaks to raising an altar on how you give the thanks. Mm. When he was asking for that favor, he was so intentional, he was so passionate about asking for that favor. But when he came to give thanks, he said it casually. He said it's like normal thing. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So you should be intentional. How you ask for that favor is the same way that you should give the thanks. That is what I think about. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so very much that's another angle. But the angle we are talking about right now is the angle where the person like she said, wasn't intentional. Or maybe in some cases, didn't even say it in the first place. So somebody can send you money for something, you just thank the person, money received. Let me, let me give an example. Somebody, somebody asked me for, somebody asked, let me, somebody asked me for, a, a, for something yesterday, which happened to be a financial assistant, you know, just to return back in a very short period of time. And so I promised the person I was going to send it today. But whilst I had the time yesterday night, I sent the person the money. So, you know, you can send me thank you that I received the money. And another reason is thank you. And let me be, be frank here. The person puts a call through. Now, asking for the money was just by text message. I already spoken to the person. But this time to say thank you, I didn't even put it to mind until I'm speaking now, was a call through to say that thank you. And the call didn't last for one minute. It was a very deliberate call. You know, we're just saying this because we want us to raise that attitude or that um, well-being. So it was a call and reminding me of his commitment to return at a set time and why he's asking for it. And, you know, you know, it, it painted a new picture. He could have said thank you by text message. Truly, I may not have taken any offense. But what we are saying is if you now have two people, the re- reality about this is you may do something I don't have offense on it in it because that's the only way I've seen people return. But the moment somebody would do it differently, trust me, what you've been doing before will become a light thing before the do, do we understand? So what we are saying is there is a room for you us to do more in showing appreciation either to man or to God. Even to God, there is a way you will say thank you that he will say, oh, this man have never said thank you before. Solomon killed a thousand bull. Other kings have raised altars before God. But there's one only person, there's only one person that God said, because you have done this thing, David, his father, raised altars. He was thankful as well. Even his grandfather, Abraham, raised altars and sacrificed. But not until the time of Solomon that God had to say, this thing that you have done, 
I've never seen it before. And for that reason, please write any check for me. I'll give you an open check for you to say anything that you want. We are saying in this season where God is revealing us to being thankful, we must do it specially in a different way. Whether you've not said it before, please say it. Even if you have to say it, please do it more deliberately. Like you said, you demand your children to say it a little bit more. We understand even culture even demands that we say it. How much more what we know in Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll give room for her to speak as well and I'll give room for you to speak as well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The word thank you can really go a long way. I want to really expatiate this uh, first point to give. Thanksgiving qualifies us for another act of favor. Yes, I had a house help some time ago. No matter how small what you give her, even if it's a pain, the way she will jump up for that pain. Next time I'm going to look for some, something else to give her. So no matter how small what we receive, we have to thank the person for that. But I also have a question. I have a nephew who doesn't believe in saying thank you. If, she, if he does something for you, you say thank you, say, why are you thanking me? You're embarrassing me. So how do you handle such a person? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, okay, you say you have a nephew who, if you say thank you to the person, he doesn't like to receive what? Thank you. Amen. Remember, we spoke about this on, on Sunday. We spoke about it on Sunday. Now, no matter how much anyone, the person may tell you he doesn't like thank you. But you try one day, let him do something and don't thank the person. Then you will see, sincerely, the person may say, I don't like thank you. But let the person be doing something and you don't thank the person. What we even deliberate on Sunday to say, even if the person say, don't mention. Please, be, let it be the person saying, don't say it. But the fact that you don't say it. If you don't say it for a period of time, let's say he does something for you five times. And you don't say thank you. Trust me, over time, the person will point to you. See that one? He doesn't even say thank you. He will not remember that he told you not to say thank you. We said it on Sunday. Even if the person said, don't say thank you. Please, nobody can out, out, outgrow a thankful reception. That you come back to say thank you. Even if they try to feel as if, no, it was their fine to be sincere, they, they still love the thank you. Thank you is also another way of giving feedback that the person was good. Sincerely, if you live all your life and nobody comes to say thank you, or you do something, nobody appreciates you. How do you feel if you, even the choristers, you finish singing and somebody tell you, you did very well. Doesn't it motivate you to do more? Of course, the same, the same way. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's appreciate our name of the Lord. We praise in Jesus' name. Let's go quickly to the second one. Let's go quickly, second one. Thanksgiving. On me. Let's go to the second point quickly. Um, sorry. Okay. Thanksgiving, we've taken the first one, which is Thanksgiving qualifies us for an act of favor. Number two, Thanksgiving brings, qualifies us, uh, brings incredible multiplication. You can write that down. Thanksgiving brings incredible multiplication. Now, that itself, we're not going to pay too much on that. We've, we've already um, touched on that when we spoke about the case of Jesus when he went to um, the tomb of Lazarus and also in the dividing in the breaking of bread of the five loaves and two fishes. The Bible says the example that Jesus gave us was, the Bible says he lifted up the bread and he did what? And he gave thanks. And what happened after he gave thanks? There was multiplication. Now, if there will be room for us to receive more, it will be through what? Through thanksgiving. So if there will be room for you to receive more, it will be through what? Through thanksgiving. The more you say thank you, there will be more room for what? To receive more. More. Can somebody please read to us um, the book of John chapter 6 verse 5. John chapter 6. Let's just take verse 11 and verse 13. John chapter 6 verse 11 and 13. Now the Bible says, and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given 
thanks. He did what? He distributed it to them. And the Bible says, and he distributed it to the disciples and the disciples to those who were sitting down and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. And were there multiplication or not? Yes, they were. Now quickly, let me just center on that as well. Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 19. Please help us. Jeremiah 30 and verse 19. Now let's read. The Bible says what? Then out of them shall proceed what? Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. Read on. And the voice of those that what? Make merry. Now when you have thanksgiving and merriment from your voice, what did the scripture say will happen then? Then Bible says, God speaking then, I what? I will multiply them. Go on. And they shall not what? Diminish. If you want increase and a point where nothing is decreasing, the Bible says out of your mouth must proceed what? Thanksgiving. And it says they will not diminish. I will also glorify them and they shall not be what? Small. Now please, the moment things begin to reduce, most likely we are not giving thanks. You should go and check your thanksgiving tank. It may have been reducing. Then once your thankful tank begins to reduce, most likely you will begin to what? To also diminish. The Bible says, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. If you proceed thanksgiving and a voice of merriment, the Bible says, then I, the Lord, will multiply them. Tell your neighbor, if you want multiplication, be thankful. If you want to experience multiplication, just give thanks and then you will experience a heart. You will see God release multiplication as he has never done before. Amen. So number two, we said you will experience multiplication. Let's just take the very last one as we begin to bring this to a close. The very last one says, thanksgiving brings deliverance. Thanksgiving is an act of deliverance. Thanksgiving is an act of deliverance. Multimedia, please quickly help us with the scriptures in Psalms chapter 50. We're going to read verse 15, verse 14, and verse 15. Psalms chapter 50, as we read verse 14 and verse 15. Do we have Psalms 50, verse 14? and 15. Now, this is what it says. It says, offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the most high. Verse 15. It says, and then do what? Call upon him in the day of trouble. Then what will happen? I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Now, can you see this cycle? Call on me with thanksgiving I will deliver you. And when I deliver you, what will happen again? You will glorify him. When you glorify him, what will happen again? He will deliver again. And then it goes in cycles and in cycles. So these are the benefits that Thanksgiving brings. It opens doors to unlimited favor that we can have. And the Bible says, as we give thanks, there is a glory to God. It's a deliverance to man and a glory to God. And one of the things that I need to point out quickly is, before we wrap up, please, we must come to the point where, you know, the Bible says, the scripture we read on Sunday, which says, the, it is God that given us power to do what? To make wealth. Now, every success, believe me, you really, if we pay attention to the principle of success, we will have success. Is that true? One of the things we say is, um, if you, let's say you have an exam and somebody prepares for the exam, would the person pass or not? Would the person pass or not? Now, if somebody goes to work every day and be diligent in his work, will he be paid or not? Now, these are the principles of life, which means if you reap, you will do what? You will sow. Is that correct? If somebody prepares for battle, will he win? Is that tendency the person will win that battle or not? Absolutely. So, the men of the world, the people outside this kingdom understand that. So, don't be fooled. Anyone out there that reaps will sow. The same success you will gain is the same success the men, people who are not born again or who are not Christians will gain. Because they have done what? They have 
they have sown the principles that requires for, for growth. So the, every principle, every life areas have principles. The more we sow to that principle, the more we get reward. And that is why in Grace Assembly, we, we, we preach excellence. That when we go, we must do what is expected of us to do so that we get the reward. But this is the angle to it. That we also understand as much as all that is required to be put in place, we also understand that there are men also who have sown, who have done everything but have not received increase. Is that correct? Is that correct? The same place you have sown and have received increase is the same place other people have also sown and not received was, have not received increase. And that's why the scripture says, for God sended rain, both to the good and to the what? To the evil. So you may sow and not receive, and another may sow and receive. You may also sow and receive, another may also sow and not receive. What Thanksgiving does is, it brings us to the knowledge to know that it is not so much about what you put but about who is also the rewarder of what you put in place. So we may do everything, but may not receive what, what the principle of life may have expected us to receive. But what the scripture is telling us is that we must come to the point where we understand that our success does not totally depend on us, but also depend totally depend on God. The Bible says, for it is him that giveth the power to do what? To make wealth. Do we have the ability? Yes. But is there a man that is responsible to release that power? Absolutely yes. And so as much as we return to give thanks, what we are learning this evening is that that same God is able to open door for more. And he will do so for us in the name of Jesus. I say he will do so for us in the name of Jesus. And so as we bring this to a close, let's come to that reality that we open our mind to a limited unlimited favor that is open to us if we come with an attitude of thanksgiving. Amen. Just before we close, finally, let's take um, Luke chapter 17 and we're going to read verse 19. Luke 17 and verse 19. Now, this is what the story that we read on Sunday, this is just the whole, the conclusion of the matter. The Bible says, and when the man had given thanks, giving thanks and return to give thanks. The Bible says, and Jesus spoke to him. He said, arise and go your way. What has made you whole? Your faith has made you whole. So what we, we learned on Sunday, which is what we are, we are capping it up this evening, is that there is something that is still left to the miracle that God has released. There is a miracle that God has released, a blessing that God has released. To some people, they are blessed, but they have no peace. Have we experienced or seen such a person? There's the people who are blessed, but they have no rest in what they've done. There are people who are working and gaining success, but they cannot experience peace or wellness in whatever they are doing. But we are saying there is a God that fights battle for us. I have seen someone who have made a lot of money, but for every time he makes that money, he spends it on something that has to do with health. In fact, this was a testimony that was shared by one of the pastors I knew before, that a point came in his life, if he makes a lot of wealth, one thing will always happen. If a child doesn't fall ill, there was sickness or something that will come that everything that he made that month will just go. Everything that he made would do what would just disappear. And so what he did one time was one of his sons were so ill. The boy was so ill and they gave him the amount that he was going to pay as far as hospital bill was concerned. And that testimony have helped me as far as my life encounter is concerned. And so he said, the doctors came to him and said, this is what is going to cost you if we go through this treatment. And he said to himself, not that he did not have the money, but he came to the point that he was so tired of making money and spending it again. And he made a covenant before God that day. He said, if you deliver me from this, I'm going to use that same money they say I will pay for a hospital bill. I will return it as thanksgiving to you on a set date. And it was a miracle that what he was supposed to spend money on, God delivered him miraculously. And he returned to church that day and he surrendered everything 
that would have been a hospital bill and he returned it as thanksgiving and sincerely so he came back every month after that thanking God that nothing have resulted or warranted him to go back to the hospital to spend a large money, sum of money and so we must come to the point when we understand we can come to the point where we cut that same covenant if there are areas in your life where you are struggling just try to be thankful there may be an open door that god is yet to release a wellness a wholeness that is remaining you are making money but you are spending it maybe there's a wellness called peace there's a wellness called health there's a favor somewhere that you may not need to struggle but people will come from the north to the south to give you that favor and give you wellness by the reason of what god have helped you with may the lord help us in jesus name if you've been blessed why don't you celebrate god Come on, give God praise in the house this evening. Amen. As we return back, let's just go with this attitude that there is wholeness in thanksgiving. And as we do so, the Lord will give us strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Just in one minute, just why don't you bow your head and just, you know, just give God thanks for what he has done for the word this evening. Just begin to appreciate the name of the Lord. The Lord has opened our eyes to see the limitless, the unlimited favor, the unlimited possibilities that is available if we just unlock the power of thanksgiving, the power of gratitude, the unlimited favor that God has released to us or is going to release to us by this reason. And we'll pray by the power of the Lord that we'll be partakers of these blessings, partakers of these mercies, partakers of this favor that is open to us in the name of Jesus. And so Lord in heaven, we thank you this evening for your word that has come, we say, be thou glorified. For your word that has come, we say, be thou glorified once again. And we pray that you will continue to give us the understanding that lies within us to understand and to see the power that lies in being grateful to you for the things you've done and for the things that you have yet to do. Be thou glorified and be thou glorified indeed. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Somebody please give God praise. The name of the Lord we praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.